All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the TNT Podcast. Here with your boy, Torres Finney, and my co-host, Tyler Layfield. What's up, Tyler? I nothing I much, know. man. I got I school got starting school. Tomorrow, tomorrow, and I know you got your fight this week, so it's a big week for the two of us. That's right, man. I'm excited. I'm ready to go. Um, yeah, I'm ready to do this thing, man. You know, it's uh, been a long time, you know, since I haven't fought since April, so it's really exciting, really, you know, really ready to uh, get this fight started. Oh, yeah. So, uh, so tell us a little bit about this week and what you got going on. I know this past week we had some big fights. Um, but how does this week compare? What are the what does the rest of this card look like for you? Um, you know, basically you start starting a weight cut. You know, I've already got my gallon down, so I'm you know drinking my two gallons of water right now uh-huh. every day. And um, you know, starting on the weight cut, get my weight down. My weight's doing really good. I'm about like uh, I'm I'm right there under under 20 pounds out, so I'm doing really good. And uh, just have a lot of just, you know, focusing on the fight. You know, we're game planning. We already got a game plan set. Just, you know, uh, focusing and emphasizing on what's the game plan to do to go in on Friday night and get the job done. So yeah. Friday night should be a really good night. Um, you know, right there, we're right there, right before uh, UFC Nashville, which will be on that Saturday. Uh, so we have a lot of guys there from the event that will be there. So that'll be a really cool thing to do in front of. And, uh, yeah, it should be a really it's a really big event. Really big card. Uh, the main event on that card is phenomenal. So, uh, Fumi Nakutu uh, is, is going against a guy named Cleveland McLean. That's a phenomenal fight. That's a really phenomenal you fight. You know these so, two? Yes, I do. Yeah, I do. I do know of them. Yes. Okay. I trained with him at Fusion um, before, and uh, I've, I've just I've, I watch a lot of regional MMA. So, um, I do definitely know of Fumi. He's 5 0. He ain't fought in over a year, but. Uh, he, he's a he's a guy to be my on. I have an eye out for. He's he's one of those guys. And then I'm guessing. So are you the fight right before that? Um, I actually don't know. We don't do, know yet. Okay. Our order is not uh, decided yet. So um, they're trying to but decide. But we do know that that's the main event. Yes, we do know that's the main event. They are trying to decide the car order perfectly for um, the uh, matchmakers to uh, be able to watch live. So, you know, we got time for the – you got the UFC weigh-ins on Friday, so a lot of people that are coming from the weigh-ins to the fights just trying to get everything set live, um, so, you know, correctly. So yeah. that's yeah. all up to them. So I don't know. You know, a lot of people ask me, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be at the end of the card. You know, I'm probably – I'm either co-main or right before the co-main. To me, the, the earlier the better for me because I, I do not like waiting. So, yeah. <laughs> but – yeah, so I'm I'm around one of those areas. I don't know which one, but yeah, I'm probably the one before the co-main or the co-main. And then are there? So that was this this past weekend was the weekend that you were talking about was really stacked. I know you had some fights you went to. What mm-hmm. Friday night? Then you had UFC and then the boxing matches that you were. Yeah, so our fights at uh for Aries was on um Saturday. We had we mm-hmm. had the fights. So Saturday was stacked for me. Saturday I went to the fights. And then after the fights, you know, I missed majority of the undercard, basically, of the mm-hmm. prelims. But I was able to make it to uh, to see some of the main card. I just saw I saw the two big fights. I did see Jan Blahovich and uh, Alex Perea. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was a, that was a it, it was a it was a good technical fight. Uh, Jan took him down as I about expected, but when it was on the feet, you know, Alex Perea dominated the fight on the feet, but. You know, he he was looking for a lot of different things, a lot more patient. Uh, he wasn't mm-hmm. a little bit careless like he has been a little bit. I think because he knew he had a power advantage amongst these other guys, he didn't take that type of chance. But this fight, he was a little bit more strategic and uh, smart, you know, being mindful of the takedown from Young. Um, so he won by split decision. Some people didn't think he won, but I thought he won. Um, you, I mean, there's certain things where you get takedowns and don't do damage. It's different from getting a takedown and not doing damage, you yeah. know. So, uh Young just didn't do enough damage on the feet uh, on the ground compared to what he was getting hit with on the feet to uh, cancel it out. And, and then, Bohovich, he's the one uh, that fought Izzy that one time, correct? Yeah, he fought Izzy two years ago. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. It's like uh, Izzy tried to go up a class and take his take. No, he was the champion at the time. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. didn't end up working too well for him that time. Uh, but yeah, so I, I mean, while we're on it, you know, talk about the card a little bit. I know. I wasn't able to really catch – I wasn't able to catch really any of it at all. We had like a surprise party we went to this past weekend. But uh, trust me, I heard all about it from Dad to on Twitter. Well, now it's not even Twitter. It's X. 
right? Have you seen that? It's I, X guess, I got it up in my phone. All the um, highlights, some, um, including the Dustin Poirier uh, shenanigans that went down. That was a, a wild kick there. Take me through that one. Uh, what did you notice in that? Because I'm assuming you got to watch that one, right? I did. Um, you know, so at that time, both fights were going on, both – Gaethje and Poirier while Terrence Crawford was fighting uh, Errol Spence. So both fights was going on. But um, I I actually did not see a knockout happening that early. I did think it was going to be fun and fireworks. Uh, Dustin won the first round. You know, I feel like on most people's scorecards. Uh, but I did pick Justin. I thought Justin was going to be more calculated as he was. He was so mm -hmm. much more calculated in this fight. Uh, Dustin just Dustin's just started a little faster than he did, you know. But those type of guys with that type of power and the way that they brawl, like most of the time, you it gets good and dirty in the second yeah. and third. But Gaethje just landed that shot that caught him right behind the ear, man, and it knocks off an equilibrium. And even if you block the kick, it don't matter if you block the kick; it's about the impact. And yeah. uh, it looked like it popped the back of his head, kind of too, like the way. Yeah. Well, it, yeah. it wraps. So this is all you need to hit. If you hit here, that's enough right. to just throw you off right behind the ear man it's a very tender spot and if you hit that with a lot of power you drop any man on the planet and that that's what happened with that shin and boy <laughs> boy yeah oh yeah. my gosh like so i know man it was a phenomenal scene. Came flying in. yeah he did come flying in dude herb dean <laughs> but it was a phenomenal phenomenal performance from gaethje i'm excited to see, I, I feel like he'll be going for the title next after Oliveira and Islam rematch in October. So that'll be a fun fight. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, speaking of the highlights, uh, I know the guy that one of the guys that normally ends up uh, dominating social media at well, not even just for his wins, but just the stuff this dude that comes out of his mouth. Uh, Derek Lewis, a guy that uh, I love, love the guy. He freaking cracks me up ever since. Thank you. Yeah, me and you've talked about it. the guy that was talking about Trump and all back in I think the COVID, you know, period. Like making all the talking about Kobe Covington. No, no, no. Uh, Derek Lewis, I think it was after one of his fights. He said, "Shout out to Trump" or something like that. Oh, or said, oh, okay, he was talking about Trump. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah, not in like a political way, just being funny kind of way, like him doing that. And then the other night, the uh, the ball sack stuff, like him taking off yeah. his shorts and all yeah. that stuff. I don't know how you feel about it. I think it's freaking hilarious, and I think it does get that fan base. Like, uh, the people that, you know, um, are attracted to these kind of events, I thought they like that kind of personality, and um, it really meshes with them well. What do you think, though? Yeah, for the fan base purposes, yes. I mean, it definitely brings in the eyes of, you know, the casual fans, the some yeah. of the actual fans that are f phenomenal that love the sport. You know, you do have a lot of guys that love that. You know, um, I mean – when I'm, I mean, I'm in the fight game, so like that type of stuff don't really amuse me, you know. But <laughs> I, I know, I know it amused some people. But hey, it's it, it's it what getting him amused. It get him, it get him paid. So yeah, uh, definitely keep keep definitely keep doing it for Derek Lewis. So uh, congratulations to him. That was exciting to see that 33 second fight. So yeah, straight to the ground and pound. That was fun. Maybe you could replicate it, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, uh, the Terrence Crawford and Errol Spence fight. Yes, take me through that. I didn't, I didn't see a single thing. I think I saw somebody post about uh, Terrence Crawford getting weighed in. They said when they saw him wearing gas station Hanes underwear at the uh, at the weigh-ins, they said they, they knew it was trouble. Oh, so, man. Take me, take me through it a bit. Take me that's through good. It. That's good. That's funny. Oh, man, I did not see that, but that's funny. But, uh, yeah, Terrence Crawford, uh, <laughs> gas station Hanes underwear. But go. Terrence Crawford, uh, he dominated the fight, man. I, I mean, I didn't expect him to dominate. I picked him to win, but I did not see it going like that. Um, I, I just knew Derek, Terrence Crawford was a phenomenal, he's a phenomenal uh, boxer, man. One of the best. He can fight out of both stances, which is crazy. And Air, I just knew Errol Spence wasn't going to be able to deal too much with his power. But, man, he dropped Errol Spence probably like four or five times in the entire fight. Mm. And then obviously finished him in the ninth round. So he dominated the fight, man. He really dominated the fight. And, uh, it was one of those just all-time performances, man. You know, a guy that's 39-0 being the guy that's 28-0, and he just dominated the fight, you know, now with, uh, what, 31 now. He got 31 knockouts now, 40-0 as a boxer. So he's phenomenal. These are the type of matchups we love to see, you know. Um, the problem That's the problem with boxing. You know, people are all – everybody's trying to be undefeated. 
You know, people don't t- test themselves early, which in MMA, you can't do that. MMA, you're going to get tested early um, in your career. But that's the reason. That's why MMA fighters are where they're at now. That's why you don't really see anybody that's a champion that don't have a loss because everybody you're going to lose is about how you use deal with that adversity. The only one man went undefeated, and that's the rarest thing to ever see in MMA. And some yeah. people even question that because he didn't challenge himself. Some people consider he didn't challenge himself. I say he challenged himself. I don't hear what nobody say. Um, I'm a big Habib fan. But um, that, but that's all I'm saying. It's like boxing is starting to do that more. We saw that with Tank Davis earlier this year and Ryan Garcia. We're seeing that now. Even though uh, Jamal Charlo, he already has a, a loss, but he's he's fighting um, Canelo. Canelo went up. You know, Canelo, he went up. You know, even though he only he had that one loss, but still he went up and tested himself. You're supposed to. Mm-hmm. That's what the boxers and fighters back in the day used to do. Muhammad Ali went undefeated. You know, uh, Mike Tyson went undefeated. None of those guys because mm-hmm. they all tested themselves. And Lennox Lewis, all those great boxers, Evander Holyfield, you know, George Foreman, they weren't undefeated. They had losses, but what made them great is where they tested themselves and then they beat these guys. Then the trilogies, then the robberies they created from them. That's the moments. That's why yeah. the UFC is so fun now. Because you got Izzy and Alice Ferrer beating each other back and forth, and they both got multiple losses, but it's not about them having a losses, it's about the like the winning streaks of them continuing to keep that run. You know, they're incredible mm-hmm. fighters. That's what makes that's what makes fighting fun, you know, when you see the best of the best fight. Yeah. Uh we had somebody pop something up in the Facebook live chat. Kiever asked if he's still there, I'll answer his question. He said, Did Tyler lose a bet? He's wearing a Dallas Mavericks jersey. Why is that? Um, oh, man. Yeah, I am. Good, 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 good looks, Kiever. Uh, I am wearing, if you're out there listening, I am wearing a Dallas Mavericks jersey right now. It is hot in my house. I have it like on this uh eco boost thing. So when we're out of the house, it kind of just lets the temperature do what it wants in a way. Uh-huh. Um, and when I get back and it senses it or whatever, it starts to actually get to normal. But it was hot in here. I saw this jersey. I haven't worn it up to this point so far, but I am repping Torres. <laughs> Torres's Dallas Mavericks, Dirk Nowitzki. I'm currently reading the book of basketball by Bill Simmons. I've been reading it for a little while now. It's a 700-page mm-hmm. book. But uh, went through the pyramid. And that's something we could talk about one day. But the um, his pyramid Ooh, yeah. of players, like how he's ranked the top, like, 96 players. Uh Dirk was, I want to say he was like in the 30s, went through his list, but this was written in 2009 before obviously his championship against. Why the top 96? Um, he ended up. Uh, that's just what he ended up. Uh, kind of capping it off at. Um, yeah, you have to look at it. I think yeah, Torres. We you would definitely get into this. And obviously, he's he's updated it over time. This would be a, a great episode, honestly. We'll go, go over it. But I just actually finished reading his pyramid. Now I'm looking at the top 10 teams of all time. Um, and why he considers them the top 10. So, um, he had an honorable mention. Number 10, I haven't got there yet. Number 10 was the 91 Bulls. He ended up ranking the number 10 because they were they were pretty good um, coming into their own, but um, they hadn't won one yet, and they didn't really realize, oh, snap, we can beat these people until they actually won it. You know, they ended up beating the, the Trailblazers, I want to say is what, it, is what they said. It, they, it took them to six. Uh, I want to s- – was that right, or was that 92 I'm thinking of now? Uh, I'm about to say that's 92. 91, 91 was the Lakers. It was 92. 92, you're right, you're right. Yeah, 92, the boys. That might be what I was looked at, the 92 Bulls. But That's, that's, um, that's still good. But yeah. I, I like that. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It's it's cool. It's cool. But uh, he has them there. I'm, I'm almost certain he's going to put, like, the 86 Celtics or something like that as his number one, if I had to guess. He's a Celtics guy. But uh, but beside the point, we'll, we'll get into that one day. We actually – I think you would really like it. Um, It's been a fun book to read. But – the um, back to the fighting a little bit. You went through through the boxing. I know there was a couple more just to touch back up on uh, the UFC card this past week. Um, Dad was trying to tell me about one guy. I can't remember who he was trying to tell me about. He said one dude was just showing off though. Uh, may have been not Vergara. I'm trying to think. He said one guy was just freaking amazing. It might be the Kapolov guy, maybe. Or with the, kick, with the head kick, maybe so. He just told me that uh, one guy was, was just freaking amazing. It was a nasty head kick, though. Yeah, he said Chiesa ain't, isn't really good. He, uh, I told him Kevin Holland's pretty good. How do you feel about Chandler's comments about Dustin? Uh, he just asked that. I mean, Chandler's comments, what'd he say? I don't know. Ch- uh, Kiever, 
I, I, mean, that. I mean, look, I'm not going to lie to you. I do not ever care about the drama in South Fighting because I know a lot of the stuff that happens behind the scenes. So, like, mm-hmm. a lot of that extra drama stuff, I, I'd be so, like, blind to it. Like, a lot of stuff that Connor puts on Twitter is just nothing but smoke and mirrors. You know, a lot of the things, uh, Chandler and all those guys, like, Dustin, like, it's trash talk. He said, you know, Dustin is his boy. Louie, if you're out there listening, tell me who the guy is. Yeah, Louie's in here. Louie, tell me who the guy is that you said you liked watching from this past fight card. He said he told me about one guy. I can't remember the dude's name. Uh, I think it might be the cop Kopalov guy, though. But he said Chiesa was not that good. Uh, he said now Gagey can defend his title against someone who's worthy. That's what Kiever said. That's what Chandler – Kiever said Chandler said. But you said something about Dustin. He said Dustin or Justin? Dustin. Well, that's Justin. But um, oh, but, he said he spelled it Dustin. He okay, okay. Justin. Well, he uh, well, I mean, Justin Gates, you already beat him, so <laughs> oh. I, mean, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> you know, like I mean, he he has to defend it against a worthy adversary. I mean, is what was so much worthy? They had they had a fight of the year. It was the best fight of the year, no question. But Justin won the fight and won it definitively you know like it was in that first round was amazing but that second and third round you know justin gaethje not chandler had moments but justin gaethje won those rounds definitively uh i i just mean he plus plus people don't defend the bmf title really they win it and it's, it's more like a trophy rather than a belt. it's a belt mm-hmm. it's a belt because you get pay-per-view points on it so you, it's a belt but yeah uh, not necessarily defended um, it's more of just one. Very similar to how Jorge and Nate Diaz did it. And after all them fights Jorge did after the fact, he never d- ever defended it. It's like, because it's not a belt you defend. It's more of a trophy belt. So, you know, Gaethje um, probably won't be defending it. You know, I actually like the idea of the BMF, you know, give people other opportunities to have pay-per-view points. When only, I, I know the champion only get pay-per-view points, but, you know, or the guys that's in the main event. But you got to remember, uh, not everybody's going to become champion. So giving helping the guys get opportunities to still be that type of money is good. All right, so we got an answer from Louis. He said, "Bomb Bonfum, Gabriel Bonfum. Oh my yeah, God, Bonfum is a bad bro. boy. He's really good. He is. He said really he was freaking good. awesome. The way his grappling, he does, is, his grappling is next level. His grappling is on a whole nother level. His grappling's phenomenal. choke. He's one. He's one of my favorites, and I. Uh, I, I do. I do like uh, Gable a lot. I do. I yeah, do. and then Kiever sent me the quote. He said, um, so Michael Chandler did say, well, now Justin Gaethje has the BMF belt. He has to defend it against a worthy adversary. And then Dustin's response was, shut your BA up. So there you go. Okay, that's, I saw that. Yeah, so that's what happened. I did see that. Okay, well. I mean, like I said, smoke and mirrors. I mean, Dustin already beat Chandler, you know. So yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, but guys gonna talk. It don't matter if you lose. I mean, guys gonna talk because I got. I mean, guys have lost, and the guys that've gotten beaten is have sometimes had a better career than they got it beat them. So it, it ain't. I don't know. I mean, I really don't have much. This fight, this this card really seemed to draw a lot of people's attention this this uh, weekend. I will yeah, say that. I saw a lot of people posting about it. Yeah, it was a good call. I mean, when yeah. Justin Gaethje and Dustin Poirier fight, I mean, I missed it now. that's a that's a fun. Then yeah, Alex Pereira on the card, like them being in other fights with other stars, obviously attract those fans. Mm-hmm. Now those fans obviously get attracted to those cards. So those are fun cards to watch. You know, those are yeah. great cards to watch, and uh, it was a good card overall. Well, I think what's was- the what's the next biggest one to really look forward to? Uh, well, you got the one in August where Aljamain Sterling and O'Malley, O'Malley they're fighting. Exactly. I, I feel like the biggest card okay. is going to be UFC. Uh, well, it's not actually not 293 because they still ain't found out who. I'm about to say, I don't think they've announced anybody for that yet. But UFC 294 is the biggest 294. card. Macho, that's, that's the card I'm ready for. And that's Chimaya, my card. Paulo Costa. 
I think I saw like a fake account come out and say Paula Costa lost his contract or some crap like that. Like I, you know, I follow some stuff on Twitter, but it must have been fake because yeah, 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 there's a lot of trolls on there. And but Hazmat then... is fighting Paula Costa and Islam fighting Oliveira. Like Islam and Hazmat currently right now are my favorite fighters to watch. They're they're the guys I love to watch. They're my mm-hmm. most favorite fighters, and to see them fight both on the same card, I am pumped. And then we got the new guy. Nazanin Imamov versus Inkram Oskolov. And Inkram only loss is to Hosma. He got caught with an uppercut. And that was the toughest fight really Hosma ever had up to the point, you know, Gilbert Burns. Then you got Nazarin, who's a phenomenal, he's a killer. <laughs> Inkram is a monster. And he knocked this out. This is like, uh, there's a lot of uh, different type of like Russian sounding names in this card so far. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Makhachev, uh, Chemayev. You know the Imavov, Aliskarov. Like I don't know. It's is where's this one being held at? I'm wondering. Uh, Abu Dhabi. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. And then makes a little bit more sense there. That yeah, yeah that will be a fun one. Yeah, they get they like to get the Russians on the Abu Dhabi card. So, is it time for Tony Ferguson to kind of start? Yes, he needs to retire. Down. Yes, yeah. he needs to retire. I was going to ask you that because it it didn't look pretty from what I saw. When I saw that he got because I didn't see his fight. But when I saw he got subbed by Bobby Green, I said, this is it for him. Uh, uh, yeah. No more. No more for uh, Tony Ferguson. No more. Tony yeah. Ferguson cannot be doing what he's doing. It just it just ain't it, man. He's all six in a row. Um, it is obviously – I feel like he should be only doing legend fights, meaning very similar to what Robbie Lawler did before he retired. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Fight only, you know, you know, he ain't going for and no title. Fight another older dude. Fight another, like older. another fight that's on the card that just gets some of the nostalgic fans. That's like nostalgic. There you go. Yeah, Basically, yeah, yeah. Hall of Famer type fight. Good Both of them in Hall of Fame. They ain't winning nothing anytime soon. They let them fight. They have fun. That's what he needs to be doing. He How do boy. not need to be going against contenders. Guys that are, yeah. you know, I, I don't think Bobby Green is necessarily a contender, but Bobby Green is still a He's he's been in the game for a minute. He's a he's a yeah. he's a vet. So like I, I would like to see more like Ferguson and a guy like uh what's the guy I can't think of his name, uh Jim, Jim something. God dog it. He's gonna pop uh, it up. Didn't he just win a fight not that long ago? He, did. Um, he fought on every. He fought on UFC one hundred. I know. UFC I know who you're thinking of man. I really want to be able to say it without looking it up. Me too. Uh, Jim Miller. What? That's Jim, Jim Miller. Jim Miller. Yeah, yeah. You know, another name, like I was saying, Donald Cerrone. Like he and he's officially yeah. done right, but they he's always a, they pulled done. him out for these, them kind of fights. I feel like too, like they would, you know, he ain't coming back. Uh, he, he just kept back. on and kept on, and well, he was still on a contract, but he ain't come back yeah. now. All them steroids on, he ain't coming back. Oh, okay. he ain't coming back. Ain't that boy used to the gills. He said he walks around two hundred now. He ain't coming back no more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he can do it now. I mean, he ain't got no. Who, I mean, ain't nothing wrong with it. You know, he can do yeah. whatever he wants now. Yeah, but, but I said, yeah, personal. Yeah, yeah. as long as so, you're not competing, I guess, right? That's right. Um, but yeah, man. Um, pretty good stuff. I think we kind of hit on all the bases. Um, as far as this week and really a little bit of future weeks. I mean, I guess now it all comes down to this. Oh yeah, and D- Dad wanted me to tell you. He uh he commented on here. You need to do like Der- Derek Lewis did this past weekend. He said. <laughs> That's what you need to do. So flying knee, first round, 33 seconds in. If you don't do that, Torres, it's it's all a failure. Uh, it is all a failure. <laughs> me, and, me and Darren Lewis don't fight the same. So. No, y'all do not. <laughs> Even though I, I think you could do somewhat of a style like him, but I don't know if that's necessarily a great that's, thing. It's too risky. Too risky. It is too risky. It is too yeah, risky. You, you like to win. The good thing about Darren Lewis, Darren Lewis, for one, like he's got power. He does. If it don't land, he's in trouble. Yeah. But for the whole fight. Fire himself out, expose himself. himself. Yeah, he, he's in trouble for the whole fight. So, yeah. but, you know, I'm feeling good. Fight fight wise, I'm feeling really good. Um, um, I'm pumped. I'm ready to go. It's a big card for me. I always say the next fight is the biggest fight. So, um, weigh in is what, Thursday? Thursday. Thursday, and then what's going to be that first meal you eat uh, right after you get off the scale? Oh my gosh, whatever I can get my mouth on, I'll be honest. All right, no, all right, uh, no homo, as they say. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Donuts, chicken, fried chicken, steak, definitely a steak. I'll always eat a steak. 
I'm gonna get the biggest steak. I'm probably I'm getting whatever. Give you a 40 ounce, 30 ounce, give me the biggest steak. I want it all. I'm hungry. I'm hungry right now, bro. Like this water loaded stuff right here. I'm telling Ariane right now, I am like freaking I, I can't freaking do it. I am really I, I know I do it every fight. But I am so hungry. I'm literally on my phone scrolling. And the first thing I see is like food mm. because I follow a lot of food accounts. But I'll just be seeing number food and I just be so pissed. Oh my god. Oh god, torture. Yeah. Torture. It's, what's what's uh what's Arion doing, man? Y'all y'all got something planned for this week? Yeah, um, he's doing a vlog. Um, um it's a it's a fight week vlog that he's he's brought in for the entire week. So he's gonna do hey. a fight week with Finney type deal. That'd be um, cool. Yeah, we're gonna post on YouTube. So basically, show a lot of people behind the scenes of what I do, um, what I you know what I do, uh, getting ready for a fight. You know, a lot of people. Glad I asked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can promote that thing, man. For real, definitely, definitely, man. It's a lot of things. Yeah, and I always like to say this is part of the uh, process, the TNT podcast. It's a part. It's a part of the process, I guess. Before we fight, always, you know, uh, talk with you, you know, on that Monday or Tuesday, whenever we usually do it. So. Uh, yeah, this is a part of it, man. So. And then um, I'm guessing he's going to follow you to the, was it, the saunas and stuff that you got going on? Yeah, there? he's going to do that. Get in it. Yeah. <laughs> I always see those clips. I always see those clips whenever he posts them on. So it'll be yeah. good. So another, uh, what'd you say, Ariane? I'm going to suffer with him. Oh, he's he's gonna get in too. Oh, <laughs> he's gonna be a little different. A little different when uh, he can eat whatever he wants when I can't. <laughs> yeah, for real. For real. This it's gonna be good it's gonna be good i'm ready yeah well uh another topic i know you said you wanted to cover was uh running backs what's 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 the deal with running backs why are they being disrespected man what are you seeing with this i agree man um you know i've been seeing so it's funny my got saying the head of my management company malky Kawhi. he's also the agent for jonathan taylor so obviously everybody been seeing what's been going on with jonathan taylor for the Colts and jim ursay yeah um, some pretty and- crazy stuff being said is like wild stuff said and then they even talked about like they placed him on a non-contact injury list and he's like i never even hurt my back well they were talking they're talking about putting it they haven't done it yet they're talking about putting him on the nfi list or whatever okay for those of y'all and for those of y'all that don't know they could put him on that and they wouldn't have to pay him a dime this season if they put him on yeah it would just be pushed back to to next season they would they would begin to be able to pay him again but if they put him on that they could really Kind of screw them. So we're seeing a little power struggle going on. It is, um, and it ain't even necessarily just with Jonathan Taylor. This is like an ongoing thing. I mean, we're seeing what Saquon Barkley's doing. Barkley. You know, we're seeing what's Josh Jacobs going on with him. So, what's the one from the Vikings? Uh, Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook. He's. It's looking like he's going to sign with the Jets too. I've been seeing that. So it looks like. I mean, um, that's what everybody's saying. At least that's that's the the rumor that's that's swirling around right now. That's the last visit he took. So. Um, that's where I wanted him to land. So he'll probably get a little paycheck. He'll get a decent little paycheck. But this has been going on for a little while, though. Um, yeah, running backs, um, you know. So, listening, maybe on Bell talk about on his. Uh, I, I watched a clip of him how he's talking mm-hmm. about like he don't think top tier running back should be getting outpaid by guys that's a second string, third string quarterback because you do see that, you know. Crazy. And I, not, not necessarily a running back should get paid wide receiver money, but. Why does a quarter? I mean, why does a top tier running back? Let's be honest. You see guys like I don't know, uh, Derrick Henry, right? Let's use yeah. Derrick Henry for example. When, when we both consider consensus, Derrick Henry probably the best running back in the league. You know, obviously, you, you kind of have to, man. Yeah, yeah. Okay, him, McCaffrey. McCaffrey. Yeah, that's, that's like the ones I feel like you can kind of throw into. So you have those guys leading the league. They're the best running backs in the league. All right. Why do we consistently have to see guys like the wide receivers? I know it's a passing league. I understand. But I'm seeing second, third string receivers getting paid more than these guys. You're seeing backup quarterbacks getting paid more than these guys in a year. Why is that when these teams are so heavy dependent on a lot of these running backs? And I know people say, well, running backs, you can do whatever you want. You don't need a running back. You know, you can get anybody to fit the system. Yeah, based based off the offensive line. Yeah, you can do that. But for somebody, certain people to be that dynamic, but people that put their heart and soul on the line, these guys last, what, a good six, seven, eight years maybe? Todd Gurley is already freaking retired. Uh, Sonny Michelle just retired. Like, we having, like, guys yeah. that were legendary, guys that were really good at the start of their career, they're already retired. 
yeah, look, they've made money. Now, don't get me wrong. They've made millions of dollars. They did. But compared to what we're seeing these other guys get, I, I just – and when they put their body on the line more often, I feel like a running back puts his body on the line way more than a receiver, way more than a quarterback. But yeah. you have to think about the importance. Which one do you hold value over? In a passing league, it is going to be the quarterback and wide receiver. But – and then that's the pros and cons. But what have we been seeing? These guys that can run the ball. Look at the 49ers. The 49ers have been winning off their run game. You know, like it's not because they've been throwing the ball. I mean, heck, they just had Brock Purdy come in out of nowhere, and they won 11 games in a row. They've been winning off their running game. A lot of New England all those years, look, they had Tom Brady. I'm not saying Tom, I mean, Tom Brady's mm-hmm. But what established that? The running game. They had the LeGarrette Blunt. They had the Sony Michelle. They had the uh, Steve Devin, that's right. Marshall White. Falk that's early right. on, right? Um, that's right. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. They had it. I mean, uh, Stephen Ridley was even Steve like Ridley. some decent for those, you know, some of those years and stuff. That's like, right. And they these guys put their bodies done. on the line. They're putting their bodies on the line and they're consistent at what they do. Like, I just feel like a running back should get paid a little bit more. They shouldn't have to. We shouldn't be sitting here making an argument, especially in the NFL. Why are we sitting here talking about why running backs ain't getting paid? When these guys have done dominant things like these running Jonathan Taylor, Jonathan Taylor's what you mean, coach the coach, y'all ain't nothing. Y'all literally aren't much of nothing really without him. Because he yeah. can catch out the backfield, he's dynamic. Same thing with Christian McCaffrey on the 49ers. It shouldn't be too much of an argument. He's made he's helped make that team come be, become better, especially when yeah. he got traded from the Panthers there. These guys made it to the NFC championship game. Now, yes, you had some help here and there, but you still had a rookie quarterback come out of nowhere. Christian McCaffrey was a big part of that. All right. So like I don't I don't I, I see the point. I understand it's a passing league, but I do not like the fact that running backs aren't getting paid where they should be getting paid. Yeah. Um I, I see it and I feel the same way. But I think what it's coming down to is dollars and cents. Um at the end of the day, it is a business, you know, and they make business decisions. And what you see is that running back is probably the most taxing position. Outside of like offensive linemen, because literally every play they're getting banged around, you know, yeah. but, um, you know, they're, it's one of the most taxing positions. But, you know, even offensive linemen, you're not getting hit below your knees. You know, theoretically, you shouldn't be right. You know, I mean, there, there's rules out there against it. You know, there's rules out there against, you know, defensive linemen getting, um, you know, chop blocked and things like that to to help protect. But um, running back is up there, man, as far as the most physically taxing position that there is in football and what. Uh, franchises have been learning is that, hey, instead of paying one good guy to come in and, you know, carry the load and pay him all this money, let's just split that money three ways. We'll bring in maybe kind of a system like you saw with that Auburn team. Uh, what was it? That was it 2014 or 2015 uh, Auburn National Championship team that went against um, Florida yeah, yeah. State where they had what Trey Mason and uh, you know, you remember they had, they had those like three, the lightning, the thunder and the, you know, they had those three guys. They called them all. Yeah. They, you see some type of stuff implemented like that, where you come in, you kind of help even the load. You're going to see this from the Philadelphia 76ers. I think this year with DeAndre Swift, Rashad Penny, Kenny Gamewell, um, these kinds of guys, but it's, it started to become a more running back by committee. And, you know, when you do that brings the value down, you know, like you're not, you're not paying guys as much and, I feel like we're starting – We're we've seen probably the end of paying running backs, you know, large sums of dollars. And that's not just going to affect the NFL running backs. This is going to trickle down to uh, the collegiate level. Um, if you really think about it, go ahead and, like, just picture this. Um, you know, we got NIL now. Obviously, players can get paid. What are you going to do if you're a running back? You're you're a highly rated five-star running back coming into Division One college football. You're not going to be thinking, um, hey, I need to just uh, make my way. Um, I mean, obviously, you want to make it to the NFL, make big money, but Mm. the earlier you can get paid, the better. That's right. So whoever whoever hires or whoever brings you on and pays you the most, it makes the most sense for a running back to go there. I'm just going to be honest with you. Like the the days of just saying, hey, come in, um, you know, you can just uh, pick up on our tradition here at Georgia, that kind of thing, even though Georgia's. Running back recruiting is doing really good. I expect us to get another. Uh, big right now, we've got uh, committed to this one. We got a big running back named Chauncey Bones from the state of Florida. Really good. Um, um, I think his name's Clark Phillips. Uh, speedy guy that can play. He's just a gadget. 
kind of do. We can kind of put him around. And I think we're about to land Nate Frazier from Mater Day High School out in California. He's a five-star running back. So they're saying he could be the best. From a guy that I trust a lot, he says he could probably be the best uh, semblance of a running back talent-wise since we've seen pre-injuries Amir White, which is if you go back, if you're if you're a Georgia fan that, uh, that's been involved for a while as far as recruiting goes, um, Zamir White, before he got injured, was something to freaking behold. He was. was the de- definition was. of a number one player in his class, like running back, five star. But injury. you saw what happened. He got injured, then he got injured again. Like he suffered all sorts of injuries while he was at Georgia. And it's not, you know, Georgia's fault. It's just, like we said, it's, it's just, it's, it comes with the position. Mm-hmm. Um, so now you're going to see interesting uh, recruiting techniques. Hey, you can come in, be the man, we'll pay you. Um, sure, you might put some tread on your tires before you get to the league, but you're going to get your money now. You know, and that could be appeasing to somebody. But then you could see some teams maybe like I could see Georgia saying, hey, come in with these other two guys. Y'all can split the backfield backfield evenly. And by the time you get to the NFL, you you still got fresh legs. Well, so, you, know what's, you know what's wild, though? The, you make a really good point, which I, I, I didn't slick think of it as like this. Yeah. But running backs now are starting – well, we already know this, but they're losing value. is almost making now like the youth league. Not saying that there the won't be none that don't want to play, but it used to be cool. Though. It used to be cool to always have the ball. Yeah, we when you when we grew up, man, I want to have the ball. Everybody wanted to be quarterback or running back. Man, give me the yep. ball. Give me the ball. But now you don't make as much money as like being the one to no. have the ball unless you're the quarterback. That's crazy to me. Yeah. I'm the one that always touching the most important thing on the field. Obviously, after the quarterback, you would think after the second. The second most guy that touches the ball the most after the quarterback, all right, you can say the center, but come on. Jordan, yeah, Jordan, we know what you mean. We know what you mean. We know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. It's the running back. He touches the ball the second most amount after the quarterback, and yet he is one of the least paid guys on the offensive side of the ball. Are we really making that statement? Yeah. That, that shouldn't be that way. Mm-hmm. You know, it shouldn't be that. But now, like you said, and I didn't think about it like this, people ain't going to really care for really – for running back because of the high demand of and the risk, the risk of the injuries, the risk of of constantly dealing with uh you know the contact and the hits and my longevity. I'm only getting yeah, yeah. everything adds up, man. Everything adds up and it wears down on them after, uh, after time. Yeah. So and I get the ball the second most touches on the offensive side of the ball more than anybody else on the field after the quarterback. I, I I just I just don't I don't know man that's that's nuts to me that is yeah. nuts and you're right yeah. the college guys gonna be looking where I get paid the most because obviously once I get to the league yeah I'm happy to get to the league but I'm gonna get I'm, my money gonna get spread thin it's gonna get spread between two three other guys you know running back by yeah. committee and it, it, you know it's not even just like that at you know you're, you're seeing that across other positions too. Uh, why would I want to play safety when I can play cornerback and make much more at the next level? That is know, right. Something That's like right. that. So, I mean, you saw that with Keely Ringo. I feel like that was definitely yeah. um, his um, his mindset going into that. But looking at, you know, going back to what Jim Ursay, you know, uh, somebody tweeted it. I'm trying to find it. Yeah, here we go. His exact quotes, if I die tonight and Jonathan Taylor is out of the league, no one's going to miss us. He said, the league goes on. We know that. The National Football League rolls on. It doesn't matter who comes and who goes, and it's a, a privilege to be a part of it. Crazy well, comment coming from um, – I mean, uh, okay, was that harsh? Heck, yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, it was. 100% was it harsh. But, man, did he, where, I don't see a line that – that's 100% factual. It he is. Just, he just spoke it out. He just spoke it in, in – in person, you know, I, I read some of the comments under that. Some people thought it was racial undertones or some stuff like that. It's not. It's not. I mean, he That's just told me anytime. I know anytime, anytime somebody say something, but it, it, I mean, it's the truth. I mean, literally, like, I, I mean, like, so did Michelle just retired. Hey, we love you. Boom. You're a dog, babe. Some highlights here for a second. Your oh, tribute. Yeah. Yeah, that's really how it is. Next man, anything. Next that's man anything. Heck, as much as as much as the entire, you know, the NBA gonna miss him. Heck, they probably gonna be playing promo videos for him for the rest. Uh, they will, but LeBron James, the moment LeBron, everybody gonna miss that man to the yeah. fullest. But guess what? The the it's moment that season starts. All right, who's the next LeBron Jack? You know, like, he's yeah, going to be yeah. like that already. That's like, true. 
That's just the it's, nature of the beast. It's the way it is. It's the way it is. It's a part of yeah. it's a part of business, a part of sports, it's a part of life. All right. It is. It's just the way it is. You know, so somebody's gonna come take that to take the position, you know, like the position you're currently in is 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 not forever, you know. So and that's the thing about the NFL, man, you know, not for long league. You know, I know yeah. it's just the way it is, and you're not gonna be in it not for long. Ursa ain't gonna be the owner forever, Jonathan Taylor ain't gonna be playing forever. Somebody, somebody gonna give eventually. Um, but right now, mainly when you're the owner, most of the time the owner outlasts the players. And uh, I, I feel like he might lose this battle between him and the owner. But if he goes somewhere else and get paid the money he wants, he'll win the battle. Yeah. I don't know if anybody, but the way the running back market is, I don't think anybody's going to actually take that chance. I don't know who would. I don't know who would spend up for him at this point. I mean, he's um, you know, he's racked up some. I mean, if you go back to his collegiate days, we knew he was going to be good when he was at college. You know, right? Um, you know, was at Wisconsin. Yeah, he ran the ball a ton there. He's ran the ball a ton since he's been in the league. How much longer is this guy going to play? You know, and he's already dealing with injuries. You know, yeah. maybe not the back thing that's coming out. You know, that that may have just been like you said, false information coming out. But he has had some um some injury concerns um so far in his young career um but how long is this dude gonna get paid you know or how long is he gonna play um so that's the question going through him like is he worth the investment and most of the time the answer is sadly no um and that's when you get teams like atlanta coming in getting Bijan robinson you know um they're trying to find i i really don't know if they're going to extend him you know if we're being honest do you really think they're going to extend that contract out after this you really can't say definitively um you know and and with and in good conscience that you think they're going to say, all right, we're going to add like five more years to your contract. It's just, it's just not how it goes. It's just not how it goes. So um, we'll, we'll see how it works. Speaking of which, Najee Harris, you're running back, right? Mm-hmm. Has he been signed to an extension or is he still playing on his rookie? Uh, he's show? still on his rookie. Um, I think he is going to get an extension eventually. Uh, he's still on his rookie though. Okay. Um, and I think his last year on the rookie. This is last year on the rookout. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. you try like these teams, they try to take advantage and rightfully so of having um, you know, and it ain't even just NFL. You know, we've talked about it with the NBA, you know, the the Nuggets. They try to find cheap talent, you know, you try to find cheap guys that they can help replace um, you know, certain people in those positions, but that play for a lot cheaper and you can spend up at other things. So uh it, it just happens. It just happens like that. So we'll we'll see how it goes, man. I'm I'm looking forward to it um this um this nfl season i've been gearing up trying to get ready for fantasy and whatnot talking yeah. with and all them about that and nfl the boys kobe kobe reed and and jackson i've been listening to their podcast getting ready for uh college football season they got they had some pretty interesting things to say sec wise right. we we need to do our we need to do us an sec podcast we do probably soon. Uh, maybe maybe we could do that like next week or something. That'd be pretty All cool. Right. Maybe like a next week type thing if you're if you're not All busy. Right. Not the start, man. Yeah, we, really, we really don't got long, man. I mean, shoot, what's ah. it? When's first, the, when the, uh, when the first game? First game uh, will be the week of the twenty seventh of August. So we got one, two, three. We only got like four more weeks. Really. Also, I'm considering. I won't confirm or deny yet. I'm just Uh-oh. thinking. It is depending on what day, but I'm considering coming home the the week when uh the weekend when Jones County play Northside, I believe. Oh, so you're gonna come to the Making Touchdown Club kickoff classic? Yeah, I'm thinking about doing. It. Yeah, I'm thinking about yeah, coming. Hey, I'll be there. I'll be there for it. Yeah, I'm gonna but, have some kids uh kids helping me work that, get some volunteer experience, and I'll, I'll be there watching the game a little bit too. Spe- right, yeah, man. speaking of Jones County, Zion Reagan's just committed to Oklahoma. Have you talked to him? Right. I, I did. I did. I talked to him a little bit on uh, Instagram. Yeah, I did. I did. What did he uh, What's some of the I stuff just, he said? I just congratulations. You know, you know, this is just the first step. You know, uh, the hard work starts now. You know, you got to continue to yeah. keep working hard. And uh, he's like, man, yeah. He's like, thank you. And, you know, it, it wasn't much, much enough. Yeah, nothing crazy. Nothing su- uh, substantial. Yeah, but he's a, he's a, uh, that's good for him. You know, obviously, I saw a lot of the comments about Big him. Big Jones County, right? I mean, oh, yeah. wait, isn't that. Well, you can't you can't really put a, a ranking on like who went to yeah. the best. I mean, John Tavius went to Duke. He uh, went Tavis to UTC. Duke. Yeah, and then you had uh, who else you had? Who else? Yeah. Had Middle Tennessee's gotten a ton of them, right? You know, Teldrick yeah. and uh, Connor Griffin, right? Do we have one going to Mercer? No, no. We we may have. Uh, I could no, be no. I mean, probably sometime in. What quarterback that went to 
Oh, AJ. Yeah, and, I don't know. Yeah, he he yeah he went there. Not him. The other there was another quarterback okay. back in oh five. Oh, I thought you said like a cornerback. I remember. No, 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 I, remember no, no. I, I know all about that one. No, not yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> I know it. Yeah. Not that one. <laughs> not that one. <laughs> I'm not cracking, not cracking, yeah, but I don't, no, I don't know about the quarterback. I don't know about the quarterback. And I know. I know you're talking about, but not yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, I uh, mean, Zion might be up there as far as, like. For sure. Oh, for sure. Highest oh. level of playing at the next level, you know. Um, going he's going to be in the SEC next year. Be in the SEC. That's, that's what I was about to bring up about the comments. You know, I saw a lot of comments speaking on uh, – his size, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, well, that's going to happen. You know, about him, like, he's going to have to be ready to get ready to play in the SEC, which is true, which is, is true. true. Um, But it's more of the uh, – it's more of the uh, – he's got time, you know, he's got the speed. Speed kills, man. And if he can get up to at least, like, 175, 180, that's, uh, that's all he needs, in my opinion. He's a consistent 180, one, maybe 185. What's his what's his high end uh in weight? Like five nine-ish, five Because about to say I know Tennessee. Tennessee's got a guy that um he his name is Squirrel White. He was back a few classes, um one or two classes ago, but he's a good wide receiver. Um, let's see here what his height and weight was coming out of school because i know he's a smaller guy he's 5'10 165 so it ain't like he's that oh, big of a difference and he, he's looked pretty good so far i mean zion can definitely make it i mean and speaking of height you're seeing some of the same stuff said about deuce vaughn right now uh the running back from from kansas state that's going to uh play for the dallas cowboys mm-hmm. but they said he's been looking good in training camp but uh people are just cracking on the size but he he is He's pretty short. I'm not gonna lie. He's That's right. Five, he's five six. Five, yeah. five, five or five six. Five, yeah, something. Yeah, Man. he doesn't think. You know, he doesn't think. I'm, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm ready for football season, man. You know, like I, I love fighting. You know, I watch fighting every week. I, I watch yeah. fighting all the time. But man, that time to where you can just, I'll be here at the gym on Sundays. I train. You know, so, so since I'm in fight camp, I'm always training. But yeah. man, I on Sundays during during the fall time. I sit here right here in front of my TV like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I keep seeing uh I keep seeing the TikToks, the videos on social media where it's like it's playing the CBS SEC uh you know game of the week music. And it's like that, you know, waking up on a Saturday, uh <laughs> after sleeping in, you know, make some make some food up real quick, get you some drinks. I'd be door dashing like lay on the couch all day watching the games. I have this door open because nobody be here at the gym. I'll sit back like this. I had a TV on and I have a door open and I do that some food. And I, I ain't gonna lie, I'm doing that a good bit of stuff. Especially when I don't have a fight, I'm doing that like crazy. I'm sitting here like this. Hey, I'm in here. Bring it in here. Uh, and, uh, they bring it to me. I, I don't move out this chair. I'm a fat man in this chair. I love chair. it. I love it. Yeah, I love it, man. And then also, I love it when we all be in the group messages, just killing at each other. You know, whatever going on in the game. Probably won't happen. Probably won't happen week one this week because last um, that well, it won't happen this week one this year. But uh, last year, I remember the talk was discrediting the Oregon win. You know, week the one. Oregon win. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, that was the group message talk last week last year. So this year. Bama's not playing anybody. Georgia's not playing anybody. The only person playing somebody, you can argue, the only two real big games are North Carolina, South No, it's, yeah, LSU, Florida State, and North Carolina, South Carolina. That's the only two, really, if you think about it. And that, I mean, North Carolina, South Carolina could go either way, but, you know, two high-flying quarterbacks, Spencer Rattler, Drake May, you know, um, yeah. th- them guys going at it could be something. Yeah, Spencer Rattler's still there. I thought last year was his last year. No, nah, he came back. So, they, um, you know, that what the – We'll see what they do. Um, they're coming off what? Then they they had a pretty good. I want to say they won their bowl game this last year. So I mean that was uh, they did. You know, after being they won their final two games. Yeah, so, being been doing good, man. I I, I like what South Carolina got to the table. Yep. Uh, you know, South Carolina ain't no uh, they ain't gonna be no slouch for us. Yep. Like, you know, I think we'll handle them, but you know, that's another game to be mindful of. Also, yep. you know, it's funny. So day day, you know, so if anybody you know, day day is is the film guy. He's the head film guy at Missouri. University of Missouri, so he oh, does all okay. football, basketball. So now he yeah. does uh, 
uh, he does a lot for football upcoming season. He said all them players there, they're like, man, we're going to beat Georgia this year. We're going to beat Georgia. And, and then they really be, be playing the game. We'll be talking. He's like, these guys think they're going to come to the hedges. He can't pick. You know, he's just recording the camera. He just got to make the highlights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I said, that, that might be your least highlighted game you do this year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, there's not going to be another close one like that again, not in the hedges. I don't I, see um... You know, and we can obviously get into this, you know, when we do our SEC thing. But now that we're on the Missouri thing, I just feel like I got to – I have a buddy that I – you know, um, his – my my girlfriend, she or my wife, not my girlfriend, my wife, she has a friend. Jesus. Uh, she has a friend uh, that, that just came back. She lives in Oklahoma now, but she, she has a – she done met a boy, and, uh, you know, he'll, he'll travel back with her when she comes to see family. And so we, you know, we're going to hanging out with them. He's a big Missouri fan, you know, Kansas City Chiefs. Um, you know, he likes their hockey team. He likes the the Cardinals, I want to say. So, you know, he likes all that stuff. Big Mizzou fan, though. And uh, we were talking that I will say Missouri, they they get up to play Georgia, though. You got to remember, you know, I was watching the little documentary. Uh, they made one on SEC Network, Them Dogs is what it's called. It was just recapping this past season, man. It was it was a really good watch. It's an hour long, really good watch. If you have to watch it, I like that. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It takes you through pretty much every game, how the season turned out. It was really good when it got to the Tennessee game uh, because it showed their preparation. Man, the stuff they were practicing and how like like when Keely Ringo made that that interception, um, like he boxed out the wide receiver made that reception. They literally practiced that move that whole week, just anticipating it, just saying. All right, just shield them, shield them, shield them. When the ball goes up, go for the ball, you know. And then, sure enough, it happened. It was really cool. But I Missouri, that if you remember, that was the toughest game of the whole yeah. season, like that. And then you could really say Kentucky, that was a pretty tough one. Mm -hmm. But Missouri, legitimately, that was another one we caught crap about in our group text. Yeah, we caught a lot of crap. Y'all, y'all, Missouri, and I was like, yeah. we gonna. And I said, I'd rather have a bad win than a bad loss. I said, yes. y'all understand. Yes. We're gonna I have the, the win's the win. You hear that, Louis? At the end of the day, a win is a win, man. A win is a win. Like a win is a win. we talk about it all the time. Like even with fighting, I'd rather have a bad win than a bad yeah. loss. Yeah. You know, because guess what? With a bad win, we can correct that. There's no such oh a bad win and a good loss, whatever a good loss is. Like you lost. Now, yeah, you can compete. It can be neck and neck, neck, neck and neck and neck and neck. And then boom. Well, freak, it was a good game, but we lost. I'd rather say, man, that was the worst I ever performed, but I found a way to pull it, it out. Warm. You learned yep. more from that. Yes. I told what did I say in that and, group? Man? And I and I hope and I hope we get pushed to that same level again this year. I, I don't want to like, of course, no one's willing to say, man, I really hope we come within like minutes of losing this game like you don't no, like, yeah. willfully want that kind of stuff but at the same time you want to be tested so that when the actual hard times come like and when it really freaking matters like we saw in in the peach bowl i don't know if we win that game without like a missouri without game missouri. Every time. Without i missouri. really don't know and that that's part of what keeps the fire you know and i man, i feel like i can get up here and preach um, you know, I, I'm, I'm reading that book, you know, that we talked about, like they were talking about, um, Bill Simmons. they, yes, Bill Simmons, in that book, the book of basketball, they talked about when Wilt Chamberlain went to the Philadelphia 76s, he got traded from San Francisco to, to Philly. <laughs> and, uh, the next year they ended up winning 68 games and the Celtics were kind of coasting. They had done one like three or four. They were just like, man, we don't really have nothing to prove. Like, they would literally have to try to find stuff to push themselves, kind of like what we saw in the um, the Last Dance documentary, right? Michael right. Jordan had nothing left to play. Oh, I'm going to shut that person up, you know, or something like that. Well, <laughs> they um, they didn't really have nobody pushing them until that 76ers team started coming along and really doing good stuff. And then with the Celtics kind of nipping at their heels, it pushed them. It actually became, for the first time, people started caring about, like, breaking or making a, a record for how many wins you can get in the season. They were shooting for 70. Like, that was – Sports Illustrated was highlighting it. Without those without those challenges, without those people pushing you, those teams pushing you to the brinks, you don't grow, you know. So, that, that that's where it comes into play. And yes, Missouri, like, I, can, I can see – I can see being that, you know, moving forward. They always give us a good time. What were you going to say? Look, just like fighting, you know uh, – I I was very TK thankful. Mattress, right? I was very thankful for TK. Like at first, I'm sitting there thinking, like, man, like I, I didn't really, dang. But I mean, I won every round. It wasn't a bad fight. You did, you did, you did. You just, but you did get gas. Like, like it, it showed you yeah. some stuff you could. You it could showed me a lot on. of things that I had to improve on. And 
that has led me up to like my last last fight and my last two fights. Like I went against yeah. high level guys and my cardio held up. You it's know? always I, good I, now. Yeah, yeah, I feel like, like your cardio is definitely improving. Oh yes, for sure. Now a lot of people don't know about it. It's no excuse though, no excuse. But a lot of people don't know about that TK fight. I was TK. Yeah, I remember TK was, was trash talking. The flu game. So like, yeah, he ain't gonna slam me. So I, I got a little cocky. I said, I'm gonna take this guy out in two rounds, which I exploded. Like I oh. literally let everything go for the first two rounds. But I ate a steak. And my and the number one rule for us, you don't for anybody, you don't eat a steak on fight day. Reason oh. why it takes 12 hours for it to digest. So oh. any red meat you do not eat on fight day. Problem was, I was like, man, I'm gonna finish him in two rounds. He's not, he's not even gonna last. I said, I'm gonna eat this Ooh, steak. Little cockiness. I didn't I know love, this. Good I story, Torin. Why only, to pull one out of did I eat me a steak. I ate the rest of my coach's steak. <laughs> After literally, when I didn't get him out of there after that second round, I was like, okay, I might get him out of this third. I sat on that stool and I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I might not be. I said, I can't even feel my hands. I'm breathing hard. Like, my, we had did a lot of good cardio things, but I was so gassed only because, as I said, like, now it's not, you don't blame the steak, but yeah, it does yeah. 12 hours for the digest. And I, I could feel you that state. You didn't up. help yourself. You didn't help no, yourself. I did not help myself at all. I did not Boy, help myself. Boy, I did not know that. I did yeah. not know that. That is a I good, learned from that, man. Story, that could have actually cost me because I was very fatigued really after the second round. Wow. And I'm like, I don't have him out of here yet. And I'm like, oh, freak. Wow. But hey, props to TK for being a dog, no man. Kidding. You know? TK being a oh, dog. Yeah, I mean, we, we need to see what TK's up to. I don't know. I ain't seen He him. actually hit me up on Instagram last week. Uh uh-uh, uh. What'd he say? He asked me to fight him uh, in a kickboxing Ooh. fight. He asked me to fight him in a kickboxing fight. He said, so the kids he's been mentoring lately uh, have been, uh, they've been, you know, they watch some of his fights on YouTube. And, you know, me and TK fight on YouTube got like 22,000 views wow. on YouTube. So is that, your, is, that y'all's, is that your most viewed video, you'd say? Uh, I would say one of my most viewed videos is either TK. You got TK, Wes McCracken got like 10K. That was a good one, yeah. Um, my other one, what was the other one? Oh, Justin Dorsey, when I fought the first time for Icon, got like 20K. Yeah. So the, I, seven, I, the seven second fight? Uh, Justin Dorsey. Oh, uh, the I Dorsey. Fought. Yeah, that's right. The Chocolate Rain or whatever. Chocolate Rain, yeah. yeah. So, so he got he got a little few, few views. But TK is my number one. And uh, I think a I lot think of people. it was just, man, the lead up to that. You know, and. You know, we haven't really, you know, we've seen some stuff, you know, like some guys talk trash a little bit, but mm-hmm. I feel like TK was a good heel. Like, he, he, he was, was just a good, good, you know, he was just he a was. good, like, that's how you sell a fight, and that's how you get views yeah. on stuff is by adding that context to it. TK did, I got to give the man props. He he made me, you know, like, not that I don't, you know, I'm always going to watch the fights, you know, I'm going to try mm-hmm. to tune into the fights, whatever, but God almighty, you 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 wanted to see that one because the yeah. lead up to that, like, it was just trash yeah. talk, trash talk, trash talk. Let's shut him up. Let's shut him up. Yeah, know? let's shut him up. I wanted that. I was yeah. so pumped to yeah. fight him, dude. It was funny. And y'all reminded me a lot like how y'all used to be in Jones County. Y'all used to – y'all always used to like – like y'all love trolling. You, Jacob yeah. Long, and Kiever, Tanner, y'all are uh-huh. dominant trolls. Y'all ja- Jacob, like, Jacob will pull out the like the hood stuff on him. Like Jacob will start – and you, who was it that was – somebody was getting in River. 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 Yeah, got yeah. <laughs> Oh had to turn the back around and apologize. <laughs> <laughs> that crap was funny. That, that was funny. crap was funny. And my mom jumped in, the TK mom jumped in. Yeah, and like, some, some man, like there was like some some person jumped in. They were cracking person. on each other's profile pictures or something. Yeah, it got all out of hand. I next thing I know, I look on Facebook, I see like 200 and some comments, notification. Yeah. I'm like, because he tagged me in the freaking post. I'll yeah. just read it. I said, I'm not even going to respond. I've already won the mm-hmm. fight. I won every round. I mean, I don't care about this. And when, you look, and they say, when you win, you ain't got nothing to speak of. You know, it's up to you to win the fight. So, um, yeah. So this guy, this guy's coming up. Nothing, mm-hmm. nothing really been said. It's just been kind of like a silence from this guy. Yeah, he's been pretty silent. Uh, he's confident. Um, it's probably as- the best way to go about it. If we're being honest, you know, here, um, Here's another story for you. That uh, when he was pitching, why? And I, spoiler alert: number one on the pyramid. Can you guess who it was? Number one on the pyramid. Oh, uh, 97. 
Oh, 72 the, Bulls? No, not for the for the number one player on the pyramid. Who would the Bulls? Oh, Jordan. Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. They yeah. talked about how, like, literally it got to the point where players just knew don't even say anything to him. Don't say – like, they, they would talk trash with anybody but not him. And uh, he told a story about Paul Pierce when Paul Pierce was uh, at the combine. I want to say he was at his draft combine and how he was talking trash. It was in 03 or something. It's early 2000s when Michael was uh, about to come back. It, it was like 01, 03, somewhere in that range when he was about to come back. to you know, he, was, he, was, he was running the Wizards and he was about to come back. And Paul Pierce told him, man, you can't come back in the league. This is ours now. We run this thing, all this kind of stuff. There was a scout or somebody that worked for a front office – um, he pointed aside, let you cannot talk to him. Like you can like you that's one thing you do not do. You never talk trash to Michael Jordan. And he's just dead serious. And like, you know, the dude ain't even in the league no more, but you never, you know, you do not freaking do that. Because you will pay for it. And that, that's pretty dope. You know, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. That that that, that does push me. I, I'm already self-motivated. Um, yeah, I'm just guy that likes to work hard and like to be get the best of out of my ability, but if you start teasing me and saying, oh, you ain't going to do this, Fitty, especially yeah. in a fight game, all right, we'll see. I was told that in wrestling. Like that. I, I would tell you, I feel like that's the reason why I won those two state titles. When the first one, when everybody was like, the guy that won it was like, oh, man, this guy. Big old so guy, cool. right? He's a big old dude. Uh, yes, he was. Aaron Gallagher, uh, he was really good, three-timer. And he's really good. Uh, heck, I was surprised when I beat him. But I had only lost to him the week before his section was 11-9. And, and everybody was like – That was your first one. That was your first one, right? Your first Yeah, yeah the first one. Yeah. Um, and everybody was patting on the back. Hey, man, you did good. That's one of the closest matches he's had. He's one of the best. He's probably going to win state. And I'm sitting here like – Okay. This is sectionals. I'm like, I don't think he's all that good. I, I actually respected him too much going into the match. And I told Crook when I walked off the mat, I said, next week I'm going to see him. Uh, Crook remember that. Literally, after I he, I just lost, he got his hand raised. I walked off the mat, and I said, Crook, I'm going to see him next week in the state championship. Granted, I had a whole tournament I had to go through, but I was yeah, just calm. I said, I'm going to cool. see him next week, and I'm going to beat him. And lo and behold, yeah. I beat him. Because that, that made me, after hearing how everybody talked about him, then I felt them. I'm like, don't you ever go into another competition over-respecting somebody. You know, yeah. what you who you are. and. Yeah, and that's, you know, uh, so so you know, through an athlete's career, you you have different peaks, and the guys that are really good, they can peak multiple times, and they can kind of change their, I guess you could say, the way they they go about doing whatever it is in that particular sport. You know, you can they can alter their play styles or alter the way um, they strategize things like that. Right. That was probably your first peak, getting that first championship. I want to say that first state championship. How was your mindset different? Obviously, you came into that first one. You know, you hadn't been the man yet, right? Mm-hmm. But how does how do you think that affected your drive after winning that first one? You know, obviously, you can get to the point where you're complacent and you say, "Okay, I can win this," or you can get really cocky and say, "All right, now that I beat him, I can beat anybody." Kind of thing. What What was your mindset at, real quick? Actually, you just called on the second one. Um, when I saw that I could beat Gallagher because I of how good he was amongst everyone, he literally was that good amongst yeah. everyone in the state. When I beat him, my senior, I, my senior year, I said, I'm going undefeated my senior year. That was my goal. My goal was to win every yeah. single match, which I did. I made 40 and 0 and win a repeat of state champion. And yeah. I was like, I'm, I'm going to do it again this my senior year. I wish and, I cared about freaking uh, wrestling more than, than I never hey, did. Hey, uh, not, hey, not a lot of people cared about us because, yeah. I mean, as a team, we would make it to state, but we really wouldn't do too much at state. But we had individuals. Individuals. Me, Daniel Curry, Daryl Lee, Sherrod. Uh, right. Yeah, Sherrod. Um, River. Um, you've had a, you've had a there good was a little, There was one little guy. I remember there, we used to Mar, – Marlon, something like that. I remember there was a guy named something. He's, a, he's like in our weightlifting class. I can't remember him. I'll – I'm gonna look up. Yeah, you probably have to look it up. Marty all the time. Like, yeah, I, I try to think. I try to think, man. Can't remember but, his name. Can't remember his name. I have to look him we, up. We used to have a lot of good guys, man. It just, yeah. uh, you know, it just we we were better as individuals than as a collective team. But to have the collective team, it's got to be guys that wrestle year round. And we, you got to remember, it's Jones County, man. Jones County football, big sports. Yeah, other sport. Yeah, we football, basketball, baseball, a little bit of basketball, basketball. here and there. Yeah, so like speaking of which, now that we're you know we're here toward the end, mm-hmm. Coach Wolfalk, principal hey, of Jones right. County High School. Yeah, man, I was freaking excited. Texting congratulations as soon as I heard that was um awesome. What what were your thoughts, man? 
I, I loved it, man. Um, I think he's the right man for the job. You know, yeah. Yeah. So far, so good. You know, you gotta remember Chuck Gibson when he used to coach basketball for Jones County, and he became the principal. And you know, now you got Coach Wolfall. You know, you know, coach basketball. Now he's the principal. Yeah. And I feel like with a person like that, if with that coaching background, having that authoritative uh, type figure, you yeah. know. Wolfall's gonna bring the hey now you ain't doing this up in here now you know he's I gonna like be straight. Him. I, 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 like like him. I like I always like Wolfall man Wolfall my guy man I like him so he was cool congratulations to Coach Wolfall cool guy cool guy well um man I know you got you a full week what's what's on the docket the rest of the day today uh day about to go out here and train drink some more of this water because I gotta pee right now anyway uh oh, <laughs> you yeah. drink two gallons of water you gotta pee that's why I'm shaking my legs right here I'm over here shaking like a stripper like oh. Boy, I <laughs> I got a baby boy. Dude, yeah. let me tell you something. I was with one of my sponsors this past weekend because I was water loading this past Saturday. Uh -huh. And he has this this freaking high. He, he's rich. He got this 2023 Escalade. He's bagging the car up. And I, I was driving it. I'm the one that's driving it. He, he asked me to drive. And I'm driving and I'm backing up. And he, I'd be on the edge about driving somebody's vehicle like that. Oh, I am. But he asked me to drive it. So, like, yeah. let me tell you something. Look. When these guys with this type of money ask you to drive, you drive. You drive. Look, I'm driving like them fast. I don't know. I said, I don't even drive cars this fast. I said, I don't even go this fast in my own car. And he was like, no, just push it. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> you know, but that son of a thing, that thing uh, vibrates. I ain't going to lie, lie to you. I tinkled a little bit. I, oh, I said, oh. I got a beat. I said, why did that thing vibrate? He said, it vibrates when you get close to the thing, and it'll automatically stop. And I was like, it shouldn't do that. I said, I got to pee, and this freaking thing starts vibrating. I, I don't know, son. But I was like, it is what it is. Wow. So, I ain't going to lie to you. I ain't doing nothing but peeing out water anyway. When you water low, yeah. you pee too much. So. Yeah, yeah. Really All right. Well, that'll wrap it up today. Thank you guys for listening out there. We do appreciate it. Um, as always, you know, go out there, you know, support Torres. Torres, no more, no more tickets in hand, right? It's all uh literally, yeah. No more tickets in hand, man. Sold out, or is there still tickets out there for this? Uh there's probably a few left. It's only gonna oh, be allowed five hundred people because okay. of all the stars and celebrities from the UFC that's yeah. coming to the show, so they can't have it overpacked. But yeah, yeah, it's only gonna be for so many people, and uh yeah, it should be a really good show, man. Okay, so go go get your tickets while you can. Uh, if not, get the pay-per-view link. Check that out this I'll weekend. Pay-per-view link tonight. I'll post it yes. tonight. We will retweet that on the platforms as well. Uh, but, yes, yeah, support them in any way you can. We'll be looking out. We'll be watching out. Uh, thank you guys for listening today. If you're listening on podcasts, go to our description. Uh, click on the link tree link, and you can support us in a multitude of ways. Thank you guys so much, and we'll see you next time. Boom, boom.